Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. We're going somewhere today, somewhere we've never been before. Every day is a new adventure in Christ. Amen. Listen, if you're in South Florida, make sure you get over to Awakening House of Prayer. We are in Fort Lauderdale. And we have two opportunities for you to encounter God, 1047 a.m., is our traditional, I can't even call it traditional, but your Sunday church service, worship, practical teaching, equipping you, empowering you for supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. The worship is off the charts. You want some prophetic worship? Come on over. We are going higher every week. The angelic activity is off the charts. 1.30 p.m. is more of a uh, deeper things of God. I don't even know what you call it. It's a different type of experience. We still have prophetic worship, but we talk about things that most churches don't talk about. We position it more as the meat, as the equipping, as the, gosh, I don't even know what word. I'm going to have to find some language to describe what we do, but it's so unique that I don't know what to call it. That's 1.30 p.m. We're in the middle of a series now, Developing Spiritual Discernment. Guys, if you're not in the region, watch online, first service, ahop.online. That second service is School of the Spirit at ahop. You can take this uh, series, Developing Spiritual Discernment. It's been one of the best series I've ever done in my life. I've loved it. And so have so many other people. And if you're watching today, listening to me, you can use a special code on anything that we offer over at schoolofthespirit.tv. That special code is mornings. That special code is mornings. And that is my gift and my blessing to you. Amen. God is so good. Let's read today from our devotion as we kick off this special broadcast. I don't know what's going to be special about it, but I'm feeling pretty special. Let's do this thing. Today's devotion from Victory Decrees is titled, The Enemy is the Same Yesterday, Today, and Forever. And here's what I heard the Lord say. 
I am your God. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, says the Lord. The enemy of your soul is competing for Godship in your life. He's also the same yesterday, today, and forever. Satan has no new tricks. He has no new strategies. He has no new tactics, says the Lord. He doesn't need any because mankind continues to fall for the same tried and true lies. Rise up above your contemporaries who are so easily deceived by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and choose to serve me with your whole heart. Stay close to me, and you will not fall for the devil's lies, says the Spirit of the living God. Amen. Hebrews 13, 8, John 8, 44, Revelation 12, 9 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree, Father, help me discern the truth from a lie. Your word is truth. Put me in remembrance of your word. When the enemy is working to deceive me with crafty lies, I decree every enemy strategy and tactic is null and void in my life. I declare, I discern every lie of the wicked one and reject it with everything in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning because you always give us the heads up. You always show us the way through, the way out, the way over. You are the God who has our back and you are. You are the God, the reliable God. You are the God, the steady God. You are the God about whom we do not have to wonder if you'll have our back. We do not have to wonder if you'll provide for our needs, we don't have to wonder if you'll deliver us from what binds us or heal us from the sicknesses that attack our bodies. We do not have to wonder because you are a God of wonders. You are a God of signs. You are a God of miracles. And we submit to your leadership today, God. We submit to everything you represent in the earth and in the heavens. We want to see your will done and your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. You are the God of all creation, the supreme ruler of the universe, the sovereign. And we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. You are worthy of our adoration. You are worthy of our praise. Every last ounce of our praise. We will not remain silent. We will not allow the rocks to cry out in our stead. We will not allow creation to cry out, expressing and demonstrating your glory by the blossoming of the trees and the clouds and the skies and all of your creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Lord, help us to grow up. Help us, God, to grow up and manifest sonship truly submitted to your leadership. Those who are the sons of God, those are the ones, those are who, those led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Lord, we want to grow up. Lord, we want to grow up into the stature of Christ. We want to grow up. We don't want to continually feed on the, the milk of the word. We don't want to continually feed on the easy, greasy, 
messages that some people propagate in the earth where there's no demand, no counting the cost, no sacrifice. Lord, we want to grow up. We want to move into the deep things of God. We want to understand what the will of the Lord is. We want to renew our minds with the word. Wash us with the water of your word, O God. Prepare us for that which you're launching us into, those things that we cannot see, the things that you're preparing for us even now, the things you prepared for us before the foundation of the earth the things that you are readying us for in the next season. We want to step into our promotions. Come on, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to understand this. If God wants to promote me, I want to step into it. I didn't used to. I used to be scared of the promotion because of that whole concept of new level, new devil. And I didn't want any more warfare. I didn't want any more attacks. I didn't want any more responsibility. I was already overwhelmed at the level that I was at. But as I grew up, as I matured in Christ, as I caught the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't mean a dream, a supernatural vision of that sort. I mean, when I saw the vision of God for my life, my mindset shifted and I said, you know what, God, if you want to promote me, I will step into that promotion. I will overcome the warfare. I will take on the responsibility. I will be who you called me to be. I've counted the cost. I've chosen the narrow path. And I know many of you are at a crossroads this morning. I just see prophetically. Would you listen? Would you hear me? Would you let your ears perk up? There are so many of you at a crossroads this morning. Come on, I'm speaking to you prophetically. Hear me. There are so many of you at a crossroads this morning. It's not just any crossroads. It's a divine crossroad where God has led you up to this point without perhaps even your full recognition of such. In other words, you didn't even necessarily see what the Lord was doing, but he's been preparing you. Some of you have been through hell. Some of you have been through trials. Some of you have been through relational drama and destruction in your life. But God was working it for good even when you were crying on your bed. Some of you, many of you who are listening to the sound of my voice, hear the passion. It's the passion of God for you. You are at a divine crossroads. And God is trying to lift you up. God is wanting to promote you. He is promoting in this season. Would you listen well? He is promoting in this season the peacemakers and the unity dwellers. He is promoting those in this season who will work toward unity in his church. I tell you the truth. It is as clear as day. And many of you are at a crossroads. Today, you will have to make a decision. Today, you will have to make a decision. What is more important to me? My opinion, my desire my comfort or God's will because he's coming back for a church, a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And it is up to us to walk in love, to speak the truth in love, to preserve unity in the bond of peace, to forgive one another. And I'm telling you the truth. God is raising up new breed leaders right now. New breed leaders. You don't have to lead a church to be a leader. What are you going to choose? You are at a divine crossroad today. Come on, I didn't plan on saying this. This is a prophetic utterance. Hear me. You're responsible because you're hearing me.
You better listen well. Be careful. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. We can choose to stay angry. We can choose to stay bitter. We can choose to stay depressed. We can choose to stay overwhelmed. Or at this divine crossroad, we can choose the higher way and the narrower path. And the eternal rewards are so great. God is promoting those in this season who will pray without bias. God is promoting those in this season who will seek unity above their own preference. I think the Bible puts it this way, in honor, preferring one another. God is looking for these in this season to promote who are peacemakers, who live that Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. So, Father, would you help us? Would you help us today as we stand at this crossroad? I don't, <laughs> there's a lot of significance to this that goes beyond anything happening in the world. There's a spiritual significance to this. Understand, this is a Kairos moment. You have to understand when you're at a Kairos moment. Because if you don't understand when you're at a Kairos moment, what's a Kairos moment? An opportune time. What's a Kairos moment? It's, 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 it's the best time. It's God's perfect timing. God wants to promote you. Are you promotable? If you've messed up in this past season and you didn't prepare yourself, maybe you've been engaged in strife and backbiting. I don't know. Maybe you've been prayerless. Maybe you haven't been going to church, even though you could have. Maybe you've backslidden a little bit. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know you. But right now you can choose in this moment to say, Lord, I surrender all because I want to go higher. I want to be a, a vessel of honor for the master's use. I want to go where few choose to go, where few are willing to go. Many are called, but few are chosen. Lord, I want to be part of the few. So, Father, today we repent. We repent for holding our own opinions above your opinion. We repent for engaging in strife over a blip on the radar screen, a moment in time that will soon pass away. We repent, oh God, for not praying when you called us to pray, for not getting in the word when you led us to scriptures. We repent for not giving when we should have given, for not sowing where we should have sown, for not helping where we should have helped. Whew, I just feel the joy of the Lord just hit that. The joy, the Lord, the joy of the Lord just hit that. In other words, the Lord is well pleased. There's so many of you in agreement with what the Lord is wanting to do in your life. I just felt that joy hit. It's like I'm not where you are and you're not where I am. You're in Africa or you're in England or you're in South Dakota somewhere. I don't know. But we are together in the spirit in agreement. And the Lord is so pleased with you right now. The Lord is so pleased with you right now because you gave him your yes. And those who didn't, those who are just joining can listen later. And those who didn't give you, give him your yes, he knows it's just because you're afraid and he will help you to deal with those fears. As a matter of fact, I break right now all fear of God's will. Some of you are afraid of the cost. I break right now the fear of the cost of following God. I break right now off of you the fear of loss. Come on. I break right now off of you the fear of being different. Come on. I break right now off of you the fear of letting go. Come on. I break off you right now that, that fear of being persecuted. 
the fear of losing friends. I break that off of you right now in Jesus' name. God, would you purge us of fear? If you could only see, and more and more I'm seeing over the last two decades, and especially the last few days, I have seen so clearly the destructive power of fear and how it motivates people to do just crazy things. So, Father, deliver us from fear. Deliver us from the spirit of fear, God. Deliver us from the spirit of fear, God. Would you deliver us from the spirit of fear, God? We need deliverance because we probably all have some measure of fear. We're all afraid of something. There's some area in our lives where we're not trusting you completely, where we draw back in the midst of the battle. There is some area where the enemy has gotten over on us. Maybe we don't have fear in us, but fear attacks our minds. I just saw a picture of David, little ruddy boy David, standing there in the wilderness looking at that giant, and I wonder if the voice of fear spoke to him. We know he trusted God completely, but did the voice of God, I mean, did the voice of fear speak to him? Maybe. Because I know that the voice of fear speaks to all of us from time to time, yes? The voice of fear speaks to us, whether we recognize it or not, because it's so subtle. I imagine the voice of fear spoke to David because that spirit of fear was lurking all over the Israelite camp. The Bible says that the Israelites, none of them would go and fight with Goliath. They were too afraid. And so was Saul. David was not afraid because he trusted God. You want to know how to get over your fears? Decide to trust God because you can't trust God and have fear in your heart at the same time. It's one or the other. But nevertheless, that voice of fear comes. Nevertheless, that voice of fear will come to speak to us, to try to talk us out of trusting the sovereign. So, Father, we rebuke all fear in Jesus' name. We come against the spirit of fear at all of its various manifestations, all of the flavors, all of the weapons of fear. We break you down and cast you out in Jesus' name. I decree no weapon of fear will prosper against us. But every tongue of fear, every voice of fear that is rising up against us to try to talk us out of the will of God shall be condemned. We condemn the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Father, would you help us to rise above it? Would you help us to trust you more? You are completely trustworthy all the time in every situation, always. You are completely trustworthy in every situation, all the time. Always, we praise you, God. We thank you today. Cleanse us from this unrighteousness called fear. Come on, God wants to promote you. And when he does, listen, when he does, (laughs) there will be warfare. There will be a voice of fear or a voice of discouragement or a voice of frustration. There will be. Some of you are just going to have to choose to be strong and courageous. I imagine the voice of fear was talking to Joshua. I'm not saying he he didn't fall for it. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he hated it. But I, I imagine all these great heroes in the Bible, I imagine that voice was there. So what set Jason, uh, Joshua and David and Samson and you know Gideon was scared to death. And so were a lot of his soldiers. They were too afraid to go to war. So we know that... <laughs> We know that where there's warfare, there's the the voice of fear 
whether you discern that's what it is or not. And I think one of my new warfare strategies, not as a rote sort of law, but when we face some of these big battles, I think we have to be more cognizant of the voice of fear that tries to hinder our faith because we can't fight without faith. That's why they call it the good fight of faith. And when we have fear, when we're afraid of our enemy, that's why we don't overcome him because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And when our testimony is laced with fear, when we're too afraid to fight the battle, when we run away from the battle, instead of to the battle, we can't win. We've got to run to the battle line in faith. So father, help us today, help us today to recognize that subtle voice of fear so that we can rebuff it, reject it, rebuke it and walk in faith. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us and we have nothing to fear, not even fear itself. We have nothing to fear. Because you are forced. And if you are forced, then who can be against us? If you are forced, then who, what does it matter who is against us? You are mighty. The Israelites were afraid when they saw the Egyptian army behind them. And many people misinterpret that moment. Because they had gone off and they had escaped and they thought they were fine. The Israelites had already escaped. God already promoted them out of slavery. They were on down the road. God did not lead them through the shorter path. He led them through the wilderness because the Bible says that, he was, that, that the Lord thought, well, if I lead them through the path of the Philistines and they, face, they have to face a, a battle, they'll turn back to Egypt. Why? Because the Israelites had a fear mentality. So God helped them avoid the path of the Philistines and he took them out into the wilderness and it looked like they were free and clear. The Egyptians didn't come for another day. They thought they were completely free and they didn't realize that the battle wasn't completely over. So that Red Sea moment didn't happen immediately when they left. Imagine thinking we made it, we got out, we're safe, praise God. And a day or two later, here comes the whole Egyptian army. And they were afraid. They said, we should have just Stayed in, stayed in Egypt and been slaves because it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. That's what they said. They didn't trust God in the moment. Lord, we want to trust you completely. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust you. Show us, Lord, what causes us not to trust you. What is the root of our distrust? Why won't we just give it up? Why won't we just surrender all? Why do we keep giving into fear? Why? Show us. So we can renounce that in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we're not turning back. Come on, I want to pray through this next segment. The Lord told me yesterday, remember that? No turning back now. Got on the broadcast yesterday, and right before I got on the broadcast, he's been speaking to me right before I go on the broadcast. You want to know why he's speaking to me right before I go on the broadcast? I mean, right before, because I, I ask him, Lord, give me a rhema word for your people. That's why. And I know we're going to prophesy through the broadcast and have moments of teaching and have powerful prayer and deliverance, and people are going to get healed. I know all these things happen through the course of these broadcasts week in and week out. 
I said, Lord, what would you have me to say to the people? What's the rhema word? And he said, there's no turning back now. <laughs> there is no turning back now. Come on. There is no turning back now. Come on. There is no turning back now. You've got to get that so deep in your heart. You have, ha you have to make that decision ahead of time. Would you hear me? I know I'm doing a lot of pray teaching today. I usually pray more. We're going to pray some more. There's no turning back now. You must decide that before you go into any adventure, before you tackle any new project, before you go to the battle line, there is no turning back now, Sylvie. There's no turning back. The Bible says that those who faint in the day of adversity, their strength is small. And too many of us go out into the will of God. And the devil says, hi. And we turn back. So many of us go out into the will of God and the warfare comes and we turn back or we go out into the will of God. We know that God told us to do this, that, or the other. And what happens? Oh, it's just too hard. <laughs> it's just too hard. I thought it would be easier than this. Oh, let me just tell you the truth. Nothing I have ever done in my life that was worthwhile was easy. Nothing I have ever done in my life that was worthwhile was easy. I'm not saying everything's a battle. I'm saying that everything that God has ever called me to do has been harder than anything I could have ever done without his help, without his all sufficient grace. There is no turning back now. And if you would set your mind, if you would set your mind ahead of time, then I will not turn back. The only one who can tell me to stop is God himself. And I will not be deceived by other voices telling me to pull back, telling me to turn around, telling me to retreat. I will not be deceived. You remember Lot's wife? God was trying to deliver Lot and his wife and his daughters, his son-in-laws. They never came. God was trying to deliver Lot and his wife. And he said, do not even look back there. And Lot's wife turned back to see what will become of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Bible says that she turned into a pillar of salt. She turned back. She was out of the will of God. God gave her a specific instruction and it was just too tempting. Some of you need to stop going back to those old friends. Stop turning back. Stop turning back. Stop turning back. Stop turning back. God said through Isaiah in Isaiah 43, 18, 19, remember not the former things, nor the things of old. Remember not. Don't turn back even in your thoughts. Would you hear this? Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Not even in your thoughts. Some of you are going forward. I know because I've done this and it's safe to say that some of you are doing this now because there's so many listening. <laughs> it, it's safe to say, I know what it's like to try to go forward into God's new thing, but have old thoughts holding me back. 
considering the past failure, considering the past promise, considering the past warfare, considering the past whatever. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Listen to me well, beloved. Many times you cannot perceive the new thing God is doing in your life because you won't stop thinking about the old things. Ah. I said many times you cannot perceive the new thing that God is trying to do in your life because you will not stop thinking about the former things. You will not, I will not stop considering the things of old. Yes or no? There's no turning back now. Paul said this in Philippians 3, 3, 3.13 rather. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. There's no turning back now. When Paul went all in for Jesus, there was no turning back. When Noah started building the ark, there was no turning back. When Lot left Sodom for him, there was no turning back. Come on. When Peter and James and John decided to follow Jesus, leaving their business, there was no turning back. When all the other disciples left because they were offended because that Jesus said, you got to drink my blood and eat my flesh. The true disciples, they said, we're not going anywhere. You have the words of life. There was no turning back. And I believe in our generation, we just see too many people turning back, church hopping, prayer movement hopping apostolic network hopping, job hopping. And you can never really grow when you're just jumping around all the time. Father, would you help us today? Would you help us today to make up our minds ahead of time that we will not turn back? Would you help us today to stop quitting what you've told us to do every time the devil says boo? Would you deliver us, God, from double-mindedness? Would you help us, Lord, to see things through your eyes because you don't turn back. Jesus didn't get on the cross, and when he decided, uh-oh, I'm really going to die, get me out of here. He was being tempted to. They were saying, if you're really the son of God, come off the cross. You don't think he wanted to? At some level, his body was in agony, he cried out to the Lord, the Father, three times in the garden. If there's another way, hey, I'll take another way. He obeyed the will of the Father, but it wasn't easy. He didn't turn back. Help us, Lord, not to turn back. There is no turning back now. That is what the Lord says. There is no turning back now. Some of you just need to get that thought right out of your mind. There is no turning back now. Father, give us courage. Give us boldness. Give us courage. Give us boldness. Give us apostolic grit. Wake us up. Help us to see the way that you see. You are a good, good father. And your plans for us are always good. Your purposes for us are always good. Your will for us is always, 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 always good. And we will not turn back from what you've called us to. We will not be wishy-washy, mamsy-pamsy Christians. We will not be milk toast Christians. We will not be those who are afraid of a fight. We will not be those who turn around because it got too hard. 
I don't know who it was that said, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. The devil's in the details and he's in the kitchen. That's why it's so hot. Whatever it is God is calling you to create, to cultivate, to cook up. There's always, it's always going to be moments where you're going to want to give up. Set your mind ahead of time. Set your mind ahead of time. There's no turning back now. There's no turning. I'm tired of seeing the spiritual abortions where people are pregnant with something that God planted in them, a seed of purpose. And it gets too hard or people around them tell them that they can't do it. They talk them out of it. People around us talk us right out of God's will. You know what? We couldn't be, come on. We couldn't be talked out of God's will if there wasn't already something in us that doubted his will. Come on. We couldn't be talked out of God's will. What people around us said to us wouldn't matter if there wasn't already some doubt in our heart. Jesus, help us, Lord, today, because there is no turning back. There, where would we go? As long as we live on this earth, don't we want to be in the perfect will of God? And the answer is yes. So, Father, today we glorify your name and we magnify your your voice, your will, your word in our life. We give you glory. We ask you to strengthen us. Strengthen us. We do not want to continue to falter, to waver between two opinions to be double-minded, to be wishy-washy. We are going to keep our hand to the plow. We are going to keep our hand to the plow. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I could have just kept on talking, but I've got a plane to catch, so I better stop there. But God is good. Did this help you today? This was a grow-up. We have certain, they're not purposely themed, but today was a grow-up day. Yes, today was a grow up day (laughs) and we need to grow up because right now in the body of Christ, I see a lot of spiritual babies and grown up bodies who have backslidden and reverted to things that they know better than to do. And we don't want to be like that. We want to be, listen, God is raising up new breed leaders right now. There's a new generation. There's a new breed. There's a changing of the guard taking place. Would you join us to pray, join a hub that's existing or start your own hub? at awakeningprayerhubs.com. Amen. Join us in South Florida when you're in the region. If you live in the region, we have two services, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m. is School of the Spirit at AHOP. It's more like training. There's still worship. We still have church. We dance and sing, but it's, uh, it's a little different. God is good. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Guys, I'll see you Sunday at church. Look on my Facebook Live tonight and pray for me as... I go. I love you. I'll see it on tomorrow. Bless you. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation 
for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online, hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.